Jesus called his followers to make disciples in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. That applies to making disciples everywhere. But in particular, how do we make disciples among the urban poor who often don't have many resources? Hi, I'm David Dennis with the Kansas Communities Ministry with the Navigators. I had the distinct honor and privilege of interviewing Dr. Don Davis, president of the Urban Ministry Institute with World Impact. Dr. Davis was supposed to be our speaker this fall at our fall conference, which unfortunately we had to cancel due to the COVID-19 pandemic. He agreed to sit down with me as I asked him several questions about his vision for making disciples. Just how do we reach the urban poor with the message of Jesus Christ? We have with us today Dr. Don Davis, who is, um, among other things, the director of an organization called um, the Urban Ministry Institute. And so we'd like to welcome him to the program today. Uh, thank you. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate it. Well, I think to start out with, um, kind of tell us a little bit about your vision for um, the Urban Ministry Institute, or I guess it's initiative, maybe not institute. You can tell us what it stands for, but <laughs> tell us your vision for it and kind of give us an overview of it, if you don't mind. Yes, I certainly would. Thank you again. Uh, this is what, what a delight to be uh, with you. Uh, yes, TUMI stands for the Urban Ministry Institute. Uh, it's, it's every now and then we get uh, confused with the uh, luggage company, but <laughs> we, we are our, our our intent is dramatically unlike Tumi Luggage. <clears throat> our our we started. This is our the beginning of our 26th year. 25 full years we have been uh, involved in equipping leaders for the urban church among the poorest of the poor. Um, uh, a church, in my judgment, a local church is one of the most extraordinary things among the poor. Sometimes we tend to forget how many poor people there are. The vast majority of people uh, on earth are urban and poor. Uh, it was some, some years ago that we just crossed the barrier for having more more urban and poor people than any other people, we we simply uh, we we just recently uh, broke that barrier. Not not you know five years ago, of the vast majority of people on the earth being urban, and the vast majority of of those urbanized uh, dwellers are in fact poor. Uh, if if you add to that that burgeoning number. The, the idea that only 5% of the world's population of pastors, if you took all pastors of any kind, only 5% of them have any sort of formal education. And the vast majority of those who do, don't serve in the poorest and most at-risk communities on earth. So there is a, there's always been a dramatic shortage of workers. If you were to take every pastor and oh, well, not just pastor. Let's be more formal. If you took every person who had been licensed with a denomination, church network, or ministry, uh, every reverend, uh, you know, every person who counted themselves clergy, uh, if you were to take every one of them, there are only quite literally only six hundred thousand of them worldwide. I mean, there just aren't that many pastors. <laughs> if the Lord. If the Lord God, if the Spirit of God were to move in a dramatic way on the unreached 
and the unevangelized peoples of the world, we would need millions and millions of new pastors. And so that is what the Urban Ministry Institute, for the last 25 years, we've tried to find a way to multiply uh, pastors, lay leaders, Christian workers who could minister among the poor and to train them in an efficient, affordable, culturally responsive way. And right now, we, you know, in, in the 25 years of existence, we we now have uh, uh, around three, more than 310 uh, satellites. We are in um, 19 different countries. Um, any, in, if if you took the aggregate of all the those we train, the workers and pastors, we're, we're in sheer number. We're like 10th rated seminary in the world. We wow. we train thousands and thousands of of workers. We have uh, of the 311 uh, satellites, uh, 70 of our satellites are in medium and maximum security prisons. Where wow. we we actually host a number of seminary level classes in many of the prisons uh, in America and around the world. Wow, so it's, yeah, it's, uh, we, we, our, our intent is to multiply workers in the, in the most dangerous communities um, on earth. Uh, we, we don't have a lot of uh, <laughs> competition. <laughs> There's not a lot of people who are seeking to do this, but it's really important that we raise up a church is a church is a church Wherever a church is, uh, whether it's under a tree in, in uh, uh, southern India or, you know, in the inner city of Detroit, every church needs a pastor who is trained, who can defend historic orthodox doctrine, who can raise up disciples, preach good sermons, uh, uh, love and nurture uh, solid Christian uh, discipleship in wherever it is. It's just... It's just notoriously more difficult among the poor. Yeah. I mean, just very much. I want to come back to the um, kind of some nuts and bolts and practical aspects of what you're doing in a second. But before we go there, I want to just go back even further and to get your thoughts on what or who is a disciple. How would you define a disciple mm-hmm. of Jesus since we're commanded in Matthew 28 to go and make disciples? And I assume that's yes. what Toomey does. Yeah, yeah, uh, Absolutely. Uh, for for us, for me personally, a disciple is, of course, a follower of Jesus, someone who has repented and believed in him. Uh, but to me, I, I like a thicker sense of discipleship. I think it's very, very uh, uh, dangerous to define discipleship outside of Christian community. So for me, a disciple is a person who is living out their own followership of Jesus and Nazareth. But they're doing that in in health, healthy Christian assembly. That means that they are under the authority of a of a pastor in connection and community with other disciples and fellow uh, believers. Uh, and they are connected in some organic, real way to the life journey and the shared lives of other disciples in Christian community, mm. uh, there there is a lot of there are a lot of, of, of definitions of discipleship that simply have to do with a confession of our Lord, of uh, being baptized, of 
to me, Christianity is so fundamentally not individualistic that it's hard for me to even conceive of discipleship that is not linked to healthy Christian community. Now, of course, God can save a person in a gulag or a prison camp, and a person can become a disciple of Jesus just from hearing a word, and, and uh, the Lord can nurture a believer in any sort of setting. But the normative definition of a disciple is a person who is walking in Christian community, who has confessed Jesus, who is who is then sort of uh, 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 attached themselves to legitimate assembly under pastoral care in a genuine Christian community where they are living out their faith with the gifts of the Spirit, um, you know, in just normal Christian uh, life together. To me, that, that dimension of church life of Christian community is fundamental to any 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 biblical sense of discipleship for me. A disciple is one who has confessed Jesus as their Savior and is walking as a follower of Him. Dr. Davis emphasizes the tremendous importance of being in an assembly of believers in Christian community, being under pastoral care where they are living out their faith with the gifts of the Spirit. Can you catch the enthusiasm that Dr. Davis has for this vision and ministry? You know, it's so exciting to hear him share with us his ideas. I know you'll want to join us next time as we learn more about the role of the local church in making disciples. If you have comments or questions for us, don't hesitate to email us at radio at kansasnavs.org. That's radio at kansasnavs.org. Or check out our website at kansasnavs.org. I will look forward to seeing you again next time as we learn more about making disciples naturally. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.